You only get into, out of the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you yeah. regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. Welcome to the Friday Football Show. You are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Today is Friday the 17th of September and we are now officially closer to Christmas Day than we are to England's first game of Euro 2020. Ryan, you're shaking your head already at that stat. (laughs) How does it make you feel? bit sick. 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 Sick because you know Christmas is coming or sick because of the passage of time and we're ageing ever so rapidly? Bit of both. A little bit of both. I don't mind Christmas. I just can't be out of winter this year. Oh. Just want a bit of sun. That's okay. We've we've had a li- quite a bit of sun. I'm getting sick and tired of it. And you're also <laughs> here. Hi, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. How do you feel about that stat? It's a good stat, that, isn't it? Um, it's, tra- it's like a Richard Jolly stat. As a pa- as a parent, it it scares me because well, yeah, I've got to spend a lot of money. But I suppose yeah. you're also now suffering from the potential of buying Christmas presents and your cat weighing on them. Yeah, so we were just talking off off <laughs> off air. My uh, my cat has decided has decided to go to the toilet wherever he wants, which is really fun. They'll do that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wasn't happy when it he did it on his toys. Like, well, I'm not surprised. No, no one wants even. urine on their actual things. Do they? Cat urine, it oh, it's, it's so there's all the alkaline in it. This isn't Look in at it. that, oh, the alkaline. <laughs> I'm looking at the running order. This isn't in it. It's all right. I've got a different one from you. <laughs> We're moving on now from alkaline wee. Um, <laughs> okay, so we are now a good few weeks into the 2021-2022 season. The domestic leagues are well underway. The European competition started this week and we've had an international break, etc., etc. I'm reading directly from the running order now. Oh, great. Ma- Excellent. Make you happy. Fantastic. Uh, Ryan, Ant, mm. what I want from you both to kick us off for the first Friday football show. I want one thing you've enjoyed about the start of the season, and I want one thing you haven't enjoyed about the start of the season. And Ant, I'm going to come straight to you first, mate. Hit me with something you've enjoyed about the start of the season, and why? A little bit Kyo Saka getting applauded everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. He's Just, lovely, isn't he? Do you know why? Because, the, do you remember the Croatia game when the got dumped out of Euro 2008 qualifying and then like the week after they all got booed didn't they they were all Steven Gerrard smashed a free yeah. kick in away at Newcastle Cup the yeah 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 like, yeah boss whatever anyway that, like the, it's a complete opposite of that it's like yeah. oh well yeah and I know there's other other elements of it and, and, and that but it's just dead nice to see yeah it's <laughs> nice isn't it? he's a very likable footballer <laughs> and a very likable person and yeah. I think we grew up supporting being football fans in an era where footballers weren't particularly likable, and he is exceptionally likable for so many reasons. Yeah, just want to be his mate. Wish he'd, wish he'd be our mate. It's just, if you're I, listening. I, also, he's, he's like I didn't realize how important he was to Arsenal. He came on in the first Brentford game, and he just was like, "Oh." You, you lot of rubbish, and I'm really good. <laughs> like, you were on 20 minutes, and he was like, man, man. And what haven't you enjoyed? Oh, uh, all that chat about the 3pm blackout stuff. Oh, why didn't you like it? Well, 
it didn't. I just couldn't really. Well, first of all, it was a bit. Are you out of touch with the modern day football fan? Probably, the TikTok yeah. fan. Probably. I, I mean, it's been like this for ages, and there's cl- a clear, defined reason. Someone like went through the length on Twitter of saying every other league has completely different start times to avoid this. Yeah. And every other league has a blackout. Uh, yeah, we um, just do it yeah, differently, and, the, and yeah. we we don't because it's tradition and and whatever. And obviously, people are going, "Oh yeah, we need to move on." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "You're only saying this because you want to watch." Like United for one match for one game. You've never said this before, mm. and I agree. I do find it a bit silly how you can't watch the games. There should be a service that allows you to do that. And but then, and, and but whatever. then, isn't, is, isn't that? But but, but, but now but there could be there could be a service that allows you to do that, possibly. But like, but isn't that the end of the blackout though? Isn't that yeah, the point? I don't know. It's just really confusing and stupid, and it really annoyed me. Oh <laughs> yeah. You got any thoughts on the three pm blackout, right? I think it's just got to stay in place, hasn't it? I yeah. don't really understand why you change it other than for greed. Yeah, I agree. It's and I think he diluted the product as well. I think we saw it in the pandemic when they lifted it. Every game was on. By the end of it, everyone was like, fucking sick of watching footy. Sometimes you don't need to watch it. There's think already 50,000 people there. Do you think there's more watchers of football on the telly than ever? Yeah, I would I would, I would, would imagine yeah. so. It's quite difficult to ascertain how big viewing figures actually are yeah. for Premier League football matches because you get kind of conflicting reports about it because you get reports saying that the viewing figures are actually relatively low but yet the money continues to go up although we have had the second year isn't it isn't the this isn't the new TV deal that they're negotiating it, it's going to be the second one that's either plateaued or gone lower than the one before yeah, isn't it I think Sky and BT said didn't they like we're just driving each other's prices up now yeah, we exactly. need to kind of agree but yeah I, 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 I think um 3 p.m. on a Saturday is almost culture, isn't it? Mm. Well, it, it, the problem, I think the main problem with it is, is that like we're the only country that has watchable leagues all the way down. No one cares about Division Two of Germany, fo- German Ooh. football. No one cares. I, I, no, would, no, I would have used another country, I think. That no, is no one heavy, cares. Yeah. All, all right, Italian football, Serie, oh, Serie B. No one cares about that. Good no, God. No Pick Wales. Come man. on. <laughs> Jesus. No one's bothered. Well, Scotland is right there. Have you seen the clubs in Bundesliga too? Oh, mate. Some mate. heavy hitters. Are they bosh? Anyway, Ryan, <laughs> well, um, Ryan, what have you enjoyed about the, the first few weeks of the season? So, I was going to say fans returning, that just sounds like too obvious. Yeah, we I watched. also told you you couldn't do yeah. it. No, but I was going to build on that with when you watch a game, <laughs> okay. not having no crowd noise. I hated that. Yeah, and I didn't have the option on my Sky, because I, I had it on my iPad at the time, now I've got it on the telly. Then I had to listen to the version, which didn't have the fake crowd noise, and it was horrible. It's awful. It's so it? bad. I can't believe how bad it is. So just having the, the crowds back from a watching experience. Yeah. Um, traveling to an away game Ooh, from a personal one. We did a bit of that. We did. It was the best part of the day. The it was great, wasn't it? Terrible. I was there going. Is this going to end? So we can go and get back in the car again and have pastries. Terrible, but uh, it was great to just be back traveling eating shite food thing we had about nine mcdonald's out there there was a bit where we were like should we just go back to mackey's again we went twice for just for drinks yeah we did just pure cappuccinos on the way home just proper Collecting gentrified of, football uh, fans uh, monopoly tokens we did. didn't you get didn't you win loads of jd Pro- stuff probably mate i don't know what i've done with it oh. but yeah no just that that aspect of the, the match routine yeah i like the routine and what what haven't you enjoyed ryan um and this is going back to going to a game. Fellas telling goalkeepers to sort it out. 
I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> you we mean after getting, the match? We were getting beat by Scunthorpe and the amount of <laughs> fans did. that go, sort it out, Joe. And you're like, <laughs> he's taking a goal kick. 41-year-old Joe Murphy. <laughs> what, do you want him, what do you want him to do? Like? <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't missed, like, fellas just losing the heads. Like, there was so <laughs> much head loss. And it is only loss. fellas, isn't it? There was so much head what, loss. What you, right, hang on. So, what's the situation? We're 1-0. So well, a, he's, a team's 1-0 yeah. like down. He's, walking to the goal, wasn't he? He's, to, like, like get a drink. the ball or, yeah, he's going to his towel, he's getting the ball for goal kick, and there's a thing where fellas <laughs> shout at the goalkeeper, come on, let's sort it out, or get them going, Joe, and you're like, ah, he's, he's in goal, like, <laughs> we, we need to do a goal. He's not the playmaker, is he? We need to do a goal, he's already made as many saves as he could today, and it's like, what what you want him to do? <laughs> but f- football, I remember went to Grimsby, and <laughs> didn't somebody show? Oh, so when we played Grimsby <laughs> a couple of seasons ago, it was on like a Tuesday night, and we were 1-0 up, and then just before half-time, their player... Who was it who was playing up front for them? Was it um, Thingy Wes? Uh, yeah. That strike he played for Birmingham. Yeah. Quite good. He, he jumped in at the back post with his arm out and punched it into the bottom corner. Yeah. It was like the most blatant handball you ever see. Everyone saw it, apart from the offici- officials. <laughs> and then in the second half, you know the lines, the lines people come out and check the nets. Check, you know, there isn't any holes or anything in it. There's, there is loads of holes, but you know what I mean? come round and there was a guy at the front the Tramia fan hanging over the advertising <laughs> hordens with his phone out showing him a screenshot he'd taken of the video of the guy punching it in going have you seen hey 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 have you hey have you seen this have you seen this <laughs> and we were just looking at him like Lana's is going to go oh shit yeah imagine, yeah, yeah. imagine chalked it up where's Thomas was it yeah I think so that was the f- actually the first example of VAR been used in English football. <laughs> <laughs> the lineman went, do you know what? You're you right. And then, and then after the game, we saw the same guy going up to random people in the street, walking oh. up the street, going, look at this, Imagine. We'd lost, We'd lost five two. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, because obviously, it's like, lower league football doesn't have as much money as the Premier League. Imagine that was the answer. That, that was the VAR. Who's got oh. it? Who's, who's got just a screenshot from the WhatsApp group? one fella out in the crowd. What, have you got a screenshot? Just me dad there trying to unlock it. Like, God, oh, no, hang on a minute. Let me just text Sue. Hang on a minute. Fans booing. It's taking ages. Sort it out. <laughs> um, we, we can't see it. There's no interaction with the crowd. <laughs> You know, you've seen the offside. Dear. <laughs> um, I was going to say a very similar thing to you, Ryan, about the thing that I've enjoyed. The thing that I've enjoyed most is match of the day. Because oh, okay. last season, I really just kind of lost interest yeah. in watching match of the day. I still watched quite you, a few of them. No, last season, you lost interest with football With the sport. Yeah, I kind of switched off a bit because yeah. I was just like, oh, this is crap, this. But match of the day, I love match of the day. There's yeah. nothing better than your girlfriend says, oh, I'm out on Saturday night with the girls. And you're like... And you're like, I'm going to sit at home and I'm just going to watch Match of the Day and have a bloody great time. For that. So that meme, or that W word was going to be something else. <laughs> to be honest. Do you know, like, where it's like, so the, the lad's lying in bed and she's like, I bet he's thinking of other girls. But it's like, you, the lad's thinking, I wonder if I can record Quest and watch Match of the Day tonight to get <laughs> both of them in. That's exactly what I do. I normally make it till about the start of the League One goals before I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're nodding off. Uh, and then the thing I haven't enjoyed is uh, the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, yeah, I can understand why. Sorry, United. Yeah, just that's fair enough. Sickly. 
Yeah. The whole thing is sickly. Um, I've got a bit of a theory. I promised you theories. You yeah, we were scared about this today. Yeah. We've got a bit of a... Th- I think, I, honestly, mm. I told this to someone... I did a dry run the other day on someone and they didn't think I was mad. Nice. So I'm going to... I'm gonna. It was himself in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it was the dog. <laughs> um, so I've got a theory on how Ronaldo ended up at Man United. Is it to do with Messi? Uh, no, no, it's not. Okay, so after Manchester City finished their pursuit of Harry Kane... They then turn their attention to Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, I don't actually think City ever wanted Cristiano Ronaldo. What I think they've done is that when they couldn't get Kane, Kane was their target, and when they got priced out of getting Kane, they I mean, City could have paid $160 million to buy Kane if they wanted to. They just decided they didn't want to. They were like, no, we're not paying that much. You, you, you're being ridiculous. We're not paying that much. Who they ultimately want is Haaland. Which is who everyone wants. So, they're not going to get Lewandowski. And Bayern aren't going to go for Haaland because they've got Lewandowski. Barcelona and Real Madrid are out of the running. Real Madrid are only interested in Mbappe. The only other team that could have challenged City other than United is Chelsea. And Chelsea have just bought Lukaku. So, City City and United are the only two teams, really, who could have bought Haaland next summer when his price drops. And so, I think City made a big play for Ronaldo knowing that it would tempt Manchester United out to buy Ronaldo back because they know the way that Manchester United are run, they are so obsessed with the sort of glamorous, commercialised Hollywood side of football that there's no way on God's earth that Man United weren't going to go and get Ronaldo the minute that Ronaldo said he was happy to sign for City. And so I think what they've done is they've gambled on United coming out and buying Ronaldo which leaves the door open for Haaland next summer. That's what I think they've done. And they've also mean that everyone else is priced out of the market. Bit of 4D chess. Yeah, that's what I think they've done. Mm -hmm. I really do. Cities, the people who run City are incredibly meticulous in the way that they do things. And and they do a lot of long-term planning as well. They've done a lot of spending shitloads of money as well, which helps. But I just think they've played everybody off against themselves. PSG have got PSG See, aren't going to be able to buy Haaland, are they? I think of there's elements of what you're saying. There's probably truth in, but all of the elements. Ronaldo will be 37 by the time Haaland's available next year. I think United would still just sign him for that money. Bearing in mind he'd be 21. It's not like you can't have both of them. No, but I you f- can't play Ronaldo I, and Haaland in the same team. I it's not possible. Like you, I feel like City just got linked with Ronaldo naturally, and it just escalated. Like people yeah, but, just put two and two together. He wants to leave. City need a striker. But there was never any. So as far as I can remember, there was never any real discussion about City making like a bid and like a bid being accepted and all that sort of stuff. There was talk about Ronaldo agreeing terms of City, wasn't there? And him saying he was happy to go there. And I think they just went, let's just flirt with the idea of this publicly, because they didn't hide it, did they? But they didn't really say anything about it either. But they also didn't deny it either. But, they just all let it happen um, in front of them. felt like other it, people created that noise, not them now. No, but equally it has to come from somewhere. There has to be a little bit of a leak somewhere. These things don't just happen by accident. And I think they've gone, let's just prod the right buttons and United will come out here and buy him, And then they will be out of the running for Haaland next year. I think what you say is, you know, there's elements to it. It probably makes a bit of sense. But it's gotta, I mean, if we're sat here next it. year and Haaland is signed for City, 
then I will accept apologies from you both for your on, levels I, of skill. I, I, haven't, I haven't said you're wrong. <laughs> it doesn't make you right. <laughs> in the slightest. Good, yeah, it does. Anyway, let's move on. But I like it. I like, yeah, I I like the that, thought that's, behind that, it. That's, but that's, I, I think can it I, may can be I just ask how, a little bit. How, how bored are you in work when you think of um, these things? No, it wasn't even in work. It was, oh. you know, when you're like... Was it on these, like, 10-hour bus journeys? It was on my very long bus journey. <laughs> yeah, it was, genuinely. Um... And I haven't seen it really discussed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And no one seems, and it feels quite obvious to me. That's it. Well, we're just bringing you. Yeah. You know, That's the first theory of the night. The yeah. second one's oh. to come slightly oh, later dear. on. Um, the other one is a little bit more sort of kind of, is, is going to be very difficult to ever prove, but it's just a little oh. bit of a, just a little bit of an idea. And I've got for something and, I, and, and I'd like to share it with the group. Yeah. But we'll get to it That's when we get to it. That's a difficult one to prove. And, uh, where, well, the dif- <laughs> in fairness, if Harlan goes to Man City. But, but th- that's always an option anyway. Let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so we'll move on. We'll move on. And I'm going to come to you. We're going to start with a start. We're fucking 16 minutes into it. But we're going to chat mm. about some stuff that's happened this week over at Nottingham Forest. Mm. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Chrissy Hewton is no longer in the job. Yeah. No, he's not. No, he and Nottingham Forest are bottom of the league at one point. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Chris Hewton got the Rodney Jack uh, today, didn't he? Yeah, the old Spanish archer, the yep. elbow, the old elbow. I don't understand how you can go from being within. I think was it a win or being knocked out of the playoffs on goal difference at the end of the uh, two the, seasons ago. Yeah, twenty twenty season to being bottom of the league without a win. Well, <laughs> don't get it. And I saw a stat today, you put it in the group, didn't you? That he sacked the manager every, every year. season for the last 10 years. That's yeah. just unsustainable. No, it's not. And it's just, I mean, people go on about, like, you know, it seems like Watford and stuff, but at least there's like a, a plan behind the scenes. Well, then, well, of the, what, well, well, the sacking managers is part of the strategy. Yeah. Because. There's, there's always those data points, isn't there, about if you don't win X amount of points in your first nine games, you it won't get any better. The okay. chances of it getting better are really slim. So they obviously bank on that yeah, and, and just what, go move on to the next thing. It hasn't worked. And then what's happened? I mean, Chris Hewton's... I'll, I'll stick up for old Chris. Maybe yeah, he's a good manager. I think he's a good manager. I just don't think it's a very good place to manage Somebody a there was a there was a There was a journalist on um, one of the podcasts I was listening to, and he was saying that there have been multiple good managers that have gone there and not done very well. So it's clearly not the manager's fault. No, Just clearly... Not. I mean, Sabri Lamucci got fired after four games last season. Mm-hmm. After almost getting him into the playoffs. I know. And, and spending you, a load of money in, in the uh, in the window. I don't... I just, honestly, don't understand <laughs> what they're doing. And, and then now, they changed, like, all the players. There's a lot more youth players going Yeah, they through. tried to lower the average age and take the wages down as well, didn't so, they? Which is fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. But... There's still enough to win games there, and I saw them last season against Bournemouth, and it honestly it looked like they were playing a completely different style of football to the rest of the championship. It was so strange. The weirdest thing was they couldn't run round after players, they couldn't press, they couldn't do anything, and it seems to have just carried on. Like Forest are in real danger there, and I know it's only early on in the season; a couple of wins will be fine. But but who's the manager? Who's the manager that's going to go in there? I mean, in danger of going down to League One, and it was awful for them last time. I've um, took them ages. Facetiously written down, John Terry and Stuart Pearce. Well, John Terry ruled ruled himself out. Well, that was that was good of him. (laughs) I'll rule myself out as well now. While we're here, (laughs) yeah, no. Well, John Terry ruled himself out because he got linked with it and. He was linked with it when Chris Hewton was in a job, so I don't know whether that changes things. Well, um, Stuart you, Pearce, no. You can't go Pearce. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not oh, doing that again. Steve Cooper, maybe. 
Um, maybe would he take it though? Why? Who would take that job? Well, Why would you out, take yeah, it? You exactly. can't win. He's you just, just come physically out of a, can't win. Cooper's just come out mm. of a, a job where the board basically took the rug from underneath him, sold all his players, and mm. didn't back him. And, yeah, and weird, I'm not saying that that's going to happen there, but it, 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 you know, it might do. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to do. Don't it, think it updated a lot of the business late either. It's just such Possibly, a strange but thing. They, 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 the funniest thing about it is that in preparation for this episode, I was looking at. You know this. I mean, they've been in. They've been back in the championship now since two thousand and eight. So they've been in the playoffs twice in that time, um, and they've come close on another couple of occasions, including the one you were talking about a couple of seasons ago. But it's funny, really, because you would expect, given the kind of way that the club has been run over the last few years, for them to have real, you know, to look at it and go, "God, they, they're on off straight by." But I mean, they they finished. The last four seasons, 17th, 9th, 7th, 17th. This is just bizarre. <laughs> like, it's bizarre. It's like, the, the times when they finished 9th and 7th, I don't really feel like they were doing an enormous amount different from when they were finishing 17th. No just championship be, for you, innit? Yeah, well, exactly. And that's why, you know, when you say it's only early on, it, the thing with the championship is, as well, is that the, the quality, and we talked about it on the previews as well, didn't we? The quality in the championship of the season is going to be difficult, isn't it? Well, I'm worried because I think I'm at a tip not to want us to do well, so I'm really yeah, worried. I think you said win the league, didn't you? Uh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a great hit. Although, I remember uh, this was a long time ago, Sunderland were bottom of the league before Roy Keane. Roy Keane, yeah. Suck them up. Where did they get promoted? Which stadium? Oh. Portman Road. No, Kenilworth Road. Kenilworth Road. It was at Luton. And didn't they, they got like a ludicrous amount of points? From being bottom, yeah, did they yeah. maybe get a hundred points? I think they had Michael Chopper up front in his in his. Didn't pub. he have a lot of Vex United? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Was it Danny Kieran Weber Richardson? Was uh, he playing then? I think he had. Did he have Liam Miller? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was because he was the new Roy Keane, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. When he yeah. came in, um, I'll tell you one man that's still in a job in the same area of the country. I know one man who certainly isn't struggling. One man who was fighting on valiantly. I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be honest with you, listeners. They laughed. They <laughs> laughed at the start of the season. They ridiculed Wayne Rooney. And I said, he's doing his best. He isn't half doing his bloody best, isn't he? Where are they? Holding They're his like... own mid-table. <laughs> <laughs> they got a point at West Brom. Yeah. Could signal the end of Valerian Ishmael's reign, as <laughs> predicted by D. Reid. <laughs> no, are they top? <laughs> Behind the, behind the scenes you never know what a point for Wayne Rooney yeah. did you see this coming Ant they've won one out of the first seven league games no, could you see this coming Ant <laughs> what a platform I could, de- I could definitely see that coming what, what a, I couldn't what see was all the rest of them being so terrible behind them <laughs> um, what a platform for Wayne Rooney I was telling you before wasn't I I was listening to um, Tony Bellew's podcast I think I can't remember Tony Bellew's Angry I think it's called and um, <laughs> which isn't a surprise either. Um, and Wayne Rooney's on there, and he's talking about you know being manager and how he's like kind of calmed himself down and and stuff. Although there are a lot of moments where he's recently been angry. Yeah. Um, and he said he got Jack Elker in for, uh, for experience and and leadership. Did you see him fall over the other day? <laughs> because Kamar <laughs> yeah. Ruse kicked the ball out and Jaggy Elka was so confused by what was happening he just full on slipped over and like I wasn't even watching but then it was on in the background and I saw it and I was like <laughs> so, I was so, like fail. He's got them in but basically what he, he identified last, last year was I think they played a game against Wickham away from home and they were terrible although they, they won in the end I think they scored a last minute winner so he, he decided to get these players in he didn't go as far to say as 
I can't get anyone else. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to get anyone else. But in all fairness to him, he's, he is doing okay in a terrible yeah, situation. My point was... Doing his best. My point was, I don't know how he hasn't been moved out of the club with some of the stuff that he's done. What's he done? Uh, I mean, I've seen people sack for less. He fell asleep. Yeah, fair enough. That's fine. The I'll forgive is, him. Mate, the man is tired. I'll forgive him. Look yeah, at what he's shattered. doing. He's shattered. <laughs> he did also, like... Injure one of his players, didn't oh, he? Oh come on, he's he's just he's just showing him that you've got to want it. You've got to. Oh, want he started it. talking about that as well. He started going because a lot of it's about anger. And he said, um, "You know, there'd be times, there'd be times when the crowd would be quiet and stuff, and he'd just think, well, 'Well, I'll go and smash the fullback.' Yeah, <laughs> to get him up for it. It was like, oh, like that, that, that well, can't yeah. go through your mind. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, I, I, I'm into that as well. Um, only because it's the type of thing I would have done. This is boring. <laughs> Let's go and boot someone. He was playing in soccer aid the other week, yeah. and he, like he was he was strolling because it's soccer aid, and it's Wayne Rooney, and it's Wayne Rooney. Yeah, and there was they were, they were, they were losing, so the World Eleven was beating him. Uh, Kem had scored. Kem absolutely <laughs> mugged off Jamie Carragher. It was amazing. Did him for pace, knocked him over. Carragher had to drag him to the floor. I was thinking that is horrendous. Anyway, He's like 42. <laughs> and yeah, but Kem is from Love Island. I know, Jamie Carragher's won the Champions League. <laughs> just at least shepherd him out of play. Just Ben shepherd him out of play. Oh, um, anyway, I can't remember who the player was for the Wales eleven. It may have been someone like Robbie Keane or someone had the ball, and Wayne Rooney just went straight through the back of him, man and ball, <laughs> pointing at the ball, <laughs> pointing at it. I got it. <laughs> I turned it on very, very late, and I think Lee Mack had just scored. Actually, I didn't even turn it on. I was in. I was. I was stood in somewhere waiting for something. I think it was a food place, and it was on. Lee Mack had just scored, and then it got to the very last minute, and he had a corner. And I just I thought, is that Rooney? Is Rooney playing this? <laughs> and then I just thought in my head, he's defo going to shoot from this corner. And he took the corner and he defo shot because it like landed on the roof of the net. I was like, that's so Rooney, that. He's class. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Ryan, we were talking uh, a little bit earlier about the journeys to football matches, mm-hmm. returning to the sort of away yeah. days travel. Yeah. You wanted to bring a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a match day experience story to the table. Absolutely, I wanted to bring some flavour to the table, (laughs) which was the pulled pork nachos at Grimsby, which I wasn't expecting to see on my timeline, but it's all I've seen. They were tremendous. The amount of photos I've seen of chips with a cold cheese slice placed on top and someone's (laughs) been charged a fiver is, I'll be honest, I've been back at Tramia for what, five, six weeks? Poor Ant to the left of me has struggled every week just to get any <laughs> He's wasting sustenance. away. He is wasting away. I'm not away. even talking about some nice food. He struggled to obtain any food <laughs> and drink in general. Yeah, so half-time. The last game, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll go down at half-time. I won't do it before the game. I'll go down at half-time. So I've got a drink before the game. I thought, oh, yeah. I'm really hungry. And I was like, oh, there's, there's no hot dogs. I was like, oh, okay. There's no burgers. All right. I was like, what have you got left? Chicken balls pie. I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a freezing cold. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely well, you don't want freezing that, do cold. It's six weeks into the season. Oh, no. Six weeks into the season. And I mean, every to be week, fair, given the current temperatures, just put it inside your jacket, <laughs> warm it about 10 minutes. It's every week. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if anyone I, I, from Trammy is listening, please I, go and complain. Contact us at <laughs> trammyrovers.co.uk. I saw um, a few lads like quote tweeting these nachos like. They do look good. Oh, I'm not really, being funny. Really I nice. didn't even know my club sold food. I only knew this old car. And then I was like, mate, give it a rest. <laughs> if those nachos are on show for £3.50, 
And you, and three pound fifty as well. And you go to yeah. Grimsby. And no offence to anyone from Grimsby. But they've got to give you. It a, could do with a bit of spicing up the place. They, they've got to give you rewards. Yeah, absolutely. They were yeah. amazing. I would have thought they would have had like fishing, yeah, fishing, fishing chips, chips on top there? of nachos. Exactly. Not on top of nachos. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if, obviously. You know, you talk about Ant there trying to get some sustenance oh, at the tram, yeah. Actually, honestly, I'm bringing a pack lunch. Like, because it's To pathetic. be fair, our, our, mate, it's our mate Paul... Plastic it's, it's pathetic. Our mate Paul left at half-time during one of the games, walked to Tesco, got a meal deal, and came back again. I'm going to do that. How good for the league football. Oh, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely unreal. Um, I'm wondering if, obviously, this could be something the tram here could, could sort of get behind, because Grimsby, presumably, are going to increase their kind of match-day revenue, potentially, this yeah. season through... You know, doing that, and it all goes into the pot, doesn't yeah, it? Could go on the playing staff. I'm wondering if maybe, you know, once they've they've increased the sort of budget in the January window, the January transfer window, maybe bring in some some new players, Nacho Monreal, maybe, or even Hans Pork Butt. <laughs> don't, 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 don't quite know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Remember the Harlem theory. Keep that in sort of front of the mind. Um, Ryan, what's the best food you've had on a match day? Uh, Ant's gone here. Um, can you think of anything we've had that was particularly nice? To I'll tell you one thing that came immediately to mind, and it wasn't strictly in the ground. It was, but it was right next to the ground. It was a burger van that was there because the ground was there. Sunderland. No, it wasn't. Um, it was. Do you remember when we went to Sheffield United when we lost 3-1? Yeah. Do you remember Paul phoned us the night before? Yeah. And um, he said, do you want to go to Sheffield United tomorrow? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> more, like a, more like a threat. It was a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, so I think I think I was out that night and hung over when we went. That's right. Yeah. Accurate. And, and when we got there, we went to this burger van and I was still a vegetarian at the time. And, and I got... Um, Things have changed. I got a fried egg sandwich, like on a on a batch. A balm, a balm, a, a bap, um, and I got it with fried onions, mushrooms, and red sauce. Ooh. And they all cooked it. You know, they cook it on the on the, oh, yeah. the grill thing, and it was just really good, like really good. And then afterwards, I had um, a double decker with the coffee. A double decker. Well, that just shows you why these nachos are so important because a fried egg <laughs> butty and a double decker not even in the ground is the best thing you've ever eaten in a football match. <laughs> if we're talking about not quite in the ground, we had pancakes randomly. Oh, Guysley, yes. yes. Yeah, a place called Crepes, was it? And something? I remember, because there was a really, there was a pub where all the Rami fans are outside. Bladded, like, who the fucking hell are you? Literally 15 feet away, we were there, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a savoury and a sweet. <laughs> and then I remember, yeah, we, we all got, we all got both. Yeah, yeah. And then your sweet one came before your savoury. I know it was a you bit were, odd. You were like Robert Lewandowski, dessert before main. True, absolutely, yeah. It uh, helps you digest the sugars quicker, process them. I feel like I've had pie and mash somewhere, and it possibly Stevenage. And I think that was okay. Well, no, we couldn't have been Stevenage. Did, didn't oh, Kiddie... No, because we got in late because of the queues outside at oh, Stevenage. That's not at half-time, well, no. All right. Some clubs have food at half-time. Oh, you're Isn't joking. A, didn't Kidderminster do a, a really good pie? I feel like that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Kidderminster Harriers. Yeah. And their pies are famous. Mm. Um, Ryan, we're talking about, obviously, positive things on the, ma- on the match day experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, some lovely nachos. Yeah. I'm going to touch on maybe something that isn't so positive. Yeah. The electronic tickets, queues. We've seen them at, at Tramway. We've seen them at Arsenal. We've seen, seen them, them at Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Do, 
this seems weird because these aren't new. No. Seems um, like a lot of clubs seem to have gone, do you know what we should do right now? Just change all of the software. Is that, what it, is that what it is? Or is it like of people on turnstiles? Well, it might be that, but I won't. Well, it can't be like a people on turnstiles because in Premier League grounds, it's automated, isn't it? It just goes through a little beep and then you go in. And not no one even overseeing it? No, no. Well, there will be like a steward there doing, you know, ocular path downs. But um, generally speaking, no, it's it's an automated, you know, pop it in the Yeah, I don't know. I thing. don't know what it is. Is, if it, is it just a, whatever it is? It's annoying. Just bring back cash and somebody taking your money. <laughs> not convinced that'll be faster. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen the level of uh, mathematics in this country? Well, well again, and, and I, I feel bad that we always bring up our club, but it's only the only experience I've had of going to a football game this season. I suppose been to the away grounds, and they were that was all right actually. The Scunthorpe was all right. That was electronic. What did we did we did they scan it? They scanned it, but someone did it for you. But I try me. They send them to the club shop, and you're like, yeah, that you're just creating a queue in a place where people are buying all sorts of things. Like it doesn't make any sense. That part of it's bad. I feel like the electronic scan. So I've done standing on the in the turnstiles doing the scanning of the tickets before the Morecambe playoff game last year and you basically get given a phone and it has an app on it that you log into and then you scan the QR code and it flashes green if it's the right one it flashes yeah. red if it's the not and it's like it's okay but like I was thinking when I was doing it if because it was a restricted crowd at the at the Morecambe game wasn't it because it was during the um, the end yeah. end of COVID and I was thinking, if this was really busy, this would be proper stressful, this. Yeah. Because it, it's not that good. It's not that quick, is it? You've got no. to get it right in the box and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like, as you said, it's not new. So what's what's suddenly gone, gone I don't wrong? Know. Is it internet speeds? Is it process? I don't know. There? I wonder if it's just, you know, nobody's done it for 18 months and then everyone's forgotten what to do but and it, now they're, it, they're rusty. He's out of form. Yeah, they need to play the way in. That Premier League clubs would struggle, though. I know it's it's odd, isn't it? But it seems to be going on. It, there seems to be an epidemic. Do you, do you think it's a, maybe like a okay. bit of a, a reaction from all the stuff that happened at Wembley to yeah, take longer and, and be a, good, a bit? That's a good question. Is it the track yeah. and trace stuff? Mm. Well, the track and trace reason is why you have to have tickets and you can't pay cash on the door. But it's funny because when we so we Tramia played Oldham in the League Cup at the beginning of the season on a Tuesday night, and when we were in there, they had these like. You know, like when you go to a gig or something and they just they have a little handhold device and it's four scanning tickets coming through. Mm. They had them and it was it was really good. You just went bang. They did it outside and they just went straight through. Yeah, they have done it like well, music gigs and that's yeah. all. Remember when it? I said gigs? Oh yeah. No, they have it at the cricket as well, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, that was in my head. Do you know what's quite random actually about Trammy? It's not actually that bad getting in, it's people who just want to buy match day tickets yeah. and I, I think it's just uh, teething problems, isn't yeah. it? There are. They're all just outside, starving. <laughs> just starving. <laughs> They're all in there getting a chicken yeah. balty pie, aren't they? Um, Ryan, you also wanted to talk about the proposal that's kind of come through. I mean, it seems the charge seems to be being led by Arsene Wenger to have a... Fuck off, Wenger. <laughs> Get out while you still can. Um, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> to try and have a World Cup every every two years. Oh, why don't we all have a birthday every six months then? So yeah. special it is then. Let's Ooh, make Christmas you the queen? every it's month. The same Just thing. fuck off. <laughs> Do fuck song. off and keep it every four I think, years. I think this got shot down the other day. Well, well it, it, no, it's it, so... In now, so it's, 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 if you look at the money you UEFA make compared to FIFA, hmm. FIFA basically lose money every year it's not a World Cup year. Yeah, so um, the journalist Lars Sivertson was tweeting today saying the biennial World Cup thing is pretty simple. FIFA makes about 90% of their income from the World Cup. If 90% of your money came from one thing, you might also try to tell people it's a good idea to do it twice as often. 
It's nothing to do with what's good for the game or what fans want. And anyway, FIFA announced that they did a survey of football fans and whether they was a, they wanted yeah, it or not. And I they announced this, yeah. they announced that it was amongst younger football fans that they were in favour of the two year World Cup. Now it turns out now they've released the figures in every single age bracket they voted that they didn't want it every two years that they voted against it so, so you're telling me that FIFA have, have just rigged something no I'm not having that I know it's a shock I think the most disappointing thing is there are some angers involved yeah is prick. it I mean he's not but he is now prick. for this <laughs> fuck him off he's <laughs> called him a prick they called him a cup before but look who used two of talking over me <laughs> Christ. Just not oh. for it. Just you're just ruining it. Yeah, just it is stupid. It, it, it's um, really stupid. Well, what happens to the Euros? Do we just uh, pack it in? Pack we'll, it up, we'll, pack it in. We'll let the, me begin. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? They, um, no, just do both. No. Do you know what they? Do you know what somebody was <laughs> international football all the time? <laughs> when when are we? When are we going to get Grimsby's? When are we going to Grimsby's get nachos? Fucking never. It's Estonia <laughs> versus Finland tonight again. That's it. Make the tournaments bigger and make them all the time, and then we'll see how special they are. I know. It's can stupid. I just can I just ask? Good I'm not very be. good at finances, as as I've probably shown before. If they're saying ninety percent of their money comes from one tournament, and they're going to make it every, they're going to do it, they're going to double it, yeah. right? Does that mean that still only going to get ninety percent of their money from these two tournaments? Not going to make any more, surely. I think you would for the broadcast yeah. rights yeah. and the sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. You might make but less it, each time, but you twice or two of them just be. wouldn't it just even out like to the same point mm. well the thing is in their eyes if it makes more in the next five years ten years it doesn't matter what happens in the next 50 years because they'll be fucking dead the yeah, people who are making the decisions put his in my frame and make it every year in his big long coat yeah I don't know why he speaks in that voice lying on the beach the irony of it is is that Wenger when he was manager was advocating for less matches like he was one of the big ones wasn't he behind banning replays and all that so yeah, it's all very, all very. I wonder why he's advocating for for more then. Oh, Possibly he's basically is it, saying as is well. It, is it because he's getting paid an absolute fortune? Yeah, saying nothing. as yes, well it that it's, it's a European thing to shoot it down, but other people want it because their tournaments aren't as as sort of well. Oh, it's not but what, they, what they've done is is they've got a they've got one of the federations who basically. It's because they keep playing need, the Copa America need, every year. Need a favour. At four in the morning. Play the normal time, fellas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> play it the, play at the right time for us Brits so we can it's not, not watch it. It's not. <laughs> they'll play it at three o'clock, there'll be a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not It's not the Europeans' fault that they made a successful tournament. Well, see, I think part of it is to do with, obviously, because of the the Super League and then because of the success of the Champions League I think FIFA are trying to get the FIFA Club World Cup thing pushed through and I think their their kind of bargaining chip is because UEFA have, I think UEFA have kind of got to agree to it as well to allow the clubs to be able to do it because basically what they'll do is UEFA will say if you go and play in the FIFA Club World Cup you can't play in the Champions League so what they're probably doing FIFA is sort of attempting to flex their muscles and suggesting well, we'll just do the World Cup every two years, and you will fuck the Euros off because that's what that's what will happen. I want to I want to see a situation where the uh, all, all these players go and play in that FIFA World Cup, and all the like Liverpool and all that, and blah, 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 whoever is left in the Champions League after like signing like all the Cheltenham Towns players just to get him in, <laughs> yeah. just so we get fill the fill the squad, fill the bench. Where they do a World Cup without a lot of European teams as like a transition period, where they go, well, we're doing it anyway. To try and go, well, you might as well come on board. But as I like don't a, as think like a breakaway. But I don't think the South American 
countries are up for it either. The best hadn't be either because these fellas are getting like two weeks off now. Richarlison, like they're getting as many as two. Not even that. Richarlison got a got a pass the other day because he played in the Olympics. No, but that he was played, so funny. He that, went you know. Copper America Olympic. Yeah. He went Premier League Copper America Olympics or do the way round and then back to the Premier. You're like Jesus. He had like he had literally like no he finished he on Friday and was back on like, Saturday again. The, the NFL has just started and one of the exciting things about it is you feel like you wait for it for ages. Well, they've they've added another game, haven't they? But, yeah, but they like, took what, away a preseason game. Isn't yeah? They've added yeah, a week. The, now the, the seventeen the, weeks. It's funny, isn't it? Because like. Do you remember the talk about the 39th game? Oh, Do you remember that went on for years and yeah, years? Yeah, everyone and was years. like, who wants to watch Wigan versus Stork in China? It's like, oh, well, no one, but it's going to happen, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> Imagine that now. Imagine they went, listen, everyone. We're going to do the 39th game, and the first one is Wigan versus Stoke, and, like, it, and, it's, and it's in China. I feel like they placated that. sponsors. They placated <laughs> them we're by saving only nachos. Of, uh, <laughs> loads of tournaments, or pre-season tournaments in China, didn't they? So I think that kept them happy Possibly. for a bit. Um, hey, football. It's rubbish, <laughs> well, one isn't of, it? One of the stories that I kind of wanted to talk about, which is about the Tottenham-Chelsea game, which is coming up this weekend, which is being kind of advertised as the the first major net carbon neutral football yeah, I, match. I don't get this. No, it's shite. I don't understand well, it. No, I, I mean, I, they just blag it. I'm I just don't understand. Okay. Doing this. I don't understand what it is. Well, so I, is I was I was a bit like, well, that's weird, and I also thought it was weird that nobody was really talking an no enormous amount no about it. it and so they I hope you do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to. Okay. Okay. So I've got there's an article here, and we'll post it on on Twitter. Um, which is on the Time Out magazine. Right. Um, entitled, Spurs and Chelsea are going to play a net zero carbon match. D- it does what it says on the tin. Excellent. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read directly from it right, to yeah, explain yeah, it. On. So, how do you make a football game more eco-friendly? First how? up. How? First up. Yeah, don't play it. <laughs> Possibly. Play it in China. First up, the organisers are looking to reduce direct emissions as much as possible. That means minimising emissions from energy used to power the game, travel to and from the stadium, and food choices on offer. Fans will be encouraged to travel by public transport or by cycling. The key word there is encouraged. Mm. Um, On the food front, the organisers will be highlighting plant-based options on the menu at the stadium. As for the players, both squads will travel to the stadium on a coach that's running on biofuel, a renewable diesel produced from food waste products. They'll also be drinking water from cartons provided by spares rather than using plastic bottles. For the game to be net zero, there needs to be zero emissions, obviously. With that in mind, any emissions that remain will be offset. Tottenham and Sky will plant trees near the stadium later oh, this fuck year. Off. <laughs> <laughs> While Sky is also working on reforestation projects. Imagine Sooness with a spade. Oh, for fuck's that, sake, that, man. That's the Where's Paul Pogba doing all of this? What's Paul Pogba doing for the planet? I hate that uh, offsetting against planting trees. Well, it's such it's not bullshit. how it works, is it? They take years to grow. As well, well. So the only thing, the only, the only thing is, the only thing. So, I, I, I broadly speaking, agree with you on yeah. on this this game in particular. But this is this is my, where my second theories kind of come from. Oh no. Um, I'll start with. So, I think in a weird way, it's kind of interesting because the climate crisis has, in the last, I would say, eighteen months to two years for a variety of different reasons even amongst the pandemic gotten to a point where it is major front of newspaper headline news which which it hasn't been in the past i think a lot of people have kind of been like oh if we just ignore it it'll go away kind of thing so to the point where on the the daily mirror on thursday the front page was all about it and there was a 16 page report about how the climate crisis could affect britain which we wouldn't have seen five or ten years ago and so 
I think it's interesting when we think about football and football's relationship with climate and climate change and the, the impact that football has. So you're talking about biennial whale corpse mm-hmm. every two years. More people flying all over the world. Yeah. So apparently one flight from London to New York is one person's entire uh, average carbon output for a year in one flight, see, not even is, including the return flight. See, this is why I don't go on holiday. Well, yeah, you just go with Shell Island. Exactly, great keep, place. Keep it neutral. Yeah. Anyway, and, and I think it's interesting when you think about football because I think, I was reading this really good article on, um, it was in The Guardian, it was from August of last year, it was originally in The Blizzard. It was written by a guy called Tim Walters. Um, really wants to make a joke about climate change. Yeah, said Blizzard, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> anyway, what he was talking about was, was that if you look at football as an industry, I think it's very kind of, it doesn't, it, you never hear climate change and football sort of mentioned side by side and yet football has an enormous carbon footprint so on the back of that um article there was also an episode of the guardian football weekly about the climate crisis mm. which was on earlier this year that was really cool and we'll, we'll post a link to that as well that's well worth listening to anyway there's obviously a vast increase of football matches a lot more international tours that you mentioned before to China and America, other places, the Middle East, and, and so on and so forth. You've got a lot of tournaments. We're also getting more club international and European tournaments, the Nations League, the Conference League. The size of the international tournaments are getting bigger all the time as well. The Euros has got like 800 teams in it now. Um, we've also, one of the things that I hadn't really thought about was fast fashion, which is a big problem oh, for yeah, the climate. Oh, yeah, that's a huge problem, yeah. Two or three new kits for every single club yeah. all over the all over the, the, the world oh, every single problem, year. Though. You've got fans travelling all over the country and all over the world. And I think one thing that, I was, that, that, that was interesting in the article was that we have a certain reverence for traveling match they go and football fans it's like a badge of honor isn't it to say i went there or i went here or you know he, he goes to matches him he travels all over or mm-hmm. you know they do this or they do that or whatever it might be and if you think about it that's bad like for the planet like that is a bad thing that is that is it, you can't even argue with it. it is traveling all over the country for those trips that much if everyone was doing it which a lot of people do is 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 just bad for the planet it's 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 bad, and and then there's levels of it, but yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it it is it yeah. is it is yeah. not good for the planet. It yeah. doesn't do the planet any good, mm. and and then you also add on top of that things like the we talked about we talked about the nachos, we talked about balti pies, the vast consumption of products at football matches well, as if well. They're not, if they're not warm, then we're all right, aren't we? <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> See, we're right, right. Let's maybe tell me the head of the I'm game. Gonna, I'm going to cut this section. Okay, and so <laughs> it kind of led me to thinking about. I'll go back, so all, all of that ahead of, I'm now with me theory. Oh, God. I'm now with me theory. Okay, so the climate crisis hasn't massively made headline news. Mm. Now, I think the biggest reason for that is because it isn't very sexy. It's not sexy news. So I was listening to LBC, James O'Brien and LBC, and he was saying that he always finds it hard to do a phone-in about the climate crisis because it's not sexy. People don't, it's hard to, just hard to grab grab onto it. It's it's so vast that it's yeah. hard to grip onto. And I think one of the things that one of the things that has brought it to kind of a more broader sort of immediate public attention has been a lot of the stuff that Extinction Rebellion are doing. But I think the thing that puts people off Extinction Rebellion is the image that Extinction Rebellion have mm. and the type of individuals that are normally associated yeah, with Extinction Rebellion. Again, know. aren't the type of people saw that, saw one image the other day, it was great. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Some people yeah. Yeah. acting around 
piece of broccoli on the well, plate. that's an old, yeah. that's quite an old clip. I know, that, but, yeah. but I think that's <laughs> the thing that comes to people's minds. And again, it's not, it's not sexy. It doesn't grab people. They're not. I don't know what that one it's, was. It, well, it's not something that they 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 te- they, they you know from a marketing perspective that people massively want to get involved with. Now, we were talking earlier about my lengthy bus journeys that I get doing my bit for the planet. Come on, and uh, as I'm coming Should down. <laughs> I'm joking, don't respond. Please don't Carry bite on. that. Carry on. It's eight miles. <laughs> anyway, as I'm coming down um, one of the one of the roads by by Everton, there's three or four billboards that are sky billboards that are all about being net carbon neutral, hmm. and it says things like it's a picture of the planet, and it says like this is where we live, this is our home. Like it's the, and I was thinking, I was looking at, it, I was like, I've never seen anybody try and do sexy marketing about the planet before. I've never seen anybody really do that. And I yeah. think it's interesting that Sky in particular, there's obviously some kind of, something that they see to gain in this. But I but I think it's now become very unfashionable to be anti-climate change, if you see what I mean. It was kind of cool and hips and, and kind of like rebellious maybe 10, 15 years yeah. ago. You see a lot of Jeremy Clarkson doing it on Top Gear. Whereas nowadays, it's very not cool. A bit, it's very, it's, it just seems very backwards and old fashioned. They do the sky ocean stuff as well, they yes. do a lot with the ocean, yeah. Sky. And I think Sky and their the Sky's biggest product, biggest global export is the Premier League. Have they solved how fans are going to watch the game on their tellies that are going to consume energy? Well, no, <laughs> but but I no, but, but this is what I'm saying. I just think it's interesting that you've got this really big corporation with this yeah. huge reach using this massive product and what they've clearly decided is a global like saving the planet is now sexy. Well, I think And I, I wonder think... if I, I part of me is skeptical about it for the reasons you mentioned before, but then part of me thinks even if they have to do it for nefarious means, even if they have to do it because it's a market employee, it's better than them ignoring it or not doing it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's good to raise awareness, but what annoys me and it, what annoys with the whole climate change thing in general is you it's end fucking up... fucking fake. No, <laughs> it's, messing, it, messing. It, it, it's that you end up looking at the outside bits instead of the main cause. So, for example, you've got Chelsea versus Spurs as the first ever neutral Net carbon zero. <laughs> One of the biggest contributors to global warming or climate change whatever you want to call it is Roman Abramovich he was there was an article done mm. by the Guardian I think it's back a few years now he was one of 12 people who I think it was to do with coal and steel is it one of those people they, who contributes more than like whole, pla- whole countries that there was 12 people who emitted more emissions than the whole country of China and the China is the mm. largest um, emitters in the yeah. plant and you think he's their owner yeah you're gonna plant a few trees next to a football ground for the club, but but then there but then what you have to think about is <clears throat> the perfect is the enemy of the good, and in t- and and doing something that is good is better than not doing anything at all. And lots yeah. of people will go, well, you can't. That's like it's. I'm not. I'm not saying that's no, what you're saying, but I think just. I think what we have to look at is there's an idea that people go. Well, I don't have to take responsibility for this because China are burning all this coal. And you think if everybody did their bit, this is kind of we similar to help. This is kind of similar to a lot of the, particularly the the racism argument as well. If you change the the fact that people, yeah. like it doesn't matter what the government and, and and whatever and other people are doing, higher ups. If you change the base level, you will eventually make a change. Yeah, That's the idea of like it. If, I assume. If, if, if consumers, I, I do agree with what Ryan says. It should be the owners should be on them. It should be on. But they won't. The but consumers they won't. have to my drive more, it. We have more to drive it. The issue is that 
by calling it a carbon neutral game. Well, it's not net, if he's in a stand. Net carbon no, it neutral won't fo- be with it. football match. This has happened in other industries. So there's, a, I'm not going to name them, but there's a, a famous beer company that have gone big on this, and they're claiming that they're going to be a carbon neutral beer company by the pl- trees they plant. And I saw somebody that would full thread on it and tear it apart, and they had, a, I think, a carbon neutral beer festival the other day. And someone was saying, you've even laid AstroTurf. And AstroTurf's terrible for the planet. So straight off the bat, you're not carbon neutral from how it's consumed and how yeah. you stop. You'd rather have g- grass and plants. All these things. And then people get comfortable with the term net carbon neutral. But I think that's... Something with but see, I think that's the sexy term. I think that's the is, marketing term. you've got to get the signs right so that people aren't just going, if the house is on fire yeah. and you're on the yeah. swing going, oh, I bought it's a veggie Everything's pie. okay. Yeah, but you are right. Pie. You are right. It is good. It's that interesting, this, though, isn't it? But do you, that think, that it's being, do you think this sexy yeah. term is the new equality and the new diet? Like the social well, see, responsibility because they're getting better at at these other things. That, well, they're tapping into what would be assumed to be a more left wing, left wing liberal uh, um, viewing yeah. I mean, audience. I mean, because of because of the, the because of the the age profile of clearly their consumers <clears throat> and their consumers for the next 20, 30 years. Who owns them? Murdoch yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is probably it's, 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 it's it's papers yeah. saying it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it's no, no, of course. I, and but again, yeah. as I say, I'm not disagreeing with the, with the skepticism because yeah, yeah. I hold the same skepticism. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I think it is I was thinking about because I was I was thinking sure, about it yeah. and I was like, it is hard to find something that's kind of sexy about climate change. But I the term I, net I carbon, carbon neutral, net carbon zero. You can see how those things are marketable in a, it's in a, a new net spend. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool fans really good at it. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't win a trophy, but look how much carbon Man City are blowing out in the air. They're probably doing fucking loads. Oh, yeah, Jesus, I know. I, know. I know. I just thought it was. I just thought it was. It was no, an interesting. Thing. It is. It's certainly worth bringing up, and I think it's going to be something we see more of. And Sky seem to be the ones. I don't see. I hope BT it's not going to be anything. Yeah. Sky do seem to be the one. I hope it's not going to be like the 3D games that they used to do. Oh God, they, remember they them? Awful, then. Remember them? I would. Want, Everyone I, bought a 3D telly. No, I don't think anyone else. The thing, that, the thing that I would like to see is journalists on the back of it follow up and make sure that they get answers to. Okay, well, was it? Was it net carbon neutral? Mm. Tell, show would prove it to us. Can't wait to see pure football fans throwing bikes at each other as well. Like the, no, when you throw tables at like a random <laughs> Thursday night, you really the fold up bears and Chelsea fans just launching bikes at each other. Love, just loads of fans there, like we've got more <laughs> wind turbines than you. We- <laughs> Everyone like, oh yeah, we didn't bring a striker in, but like we did get three wind turbines outside the ground. So you know, no one cycles, no one cycles. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we go. <laughs> we get the bus. We get the bus. <laughs> um, we'll finish on a on a on a sort of a heartwarming story. I think. Yeah, it is. A isn't heart, it? very heartwarming story. And you you raised this with us. It wasn't even something I was aware of. I didn't even know it happened. No, neither did um, I. Neither did I. Do you want? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about yeah, it. Kevin McDonald on his way back from from having a kidney transplant. He obviously had a had a, a chronic kidney condition he'd been living with for 14 years. He's 32 now, so most of his footballing career he's lived with it. Wow. And Kevin McDonald's a... a he's all adult life. Good he's player. a very good player. Like, very, very good player. Cap five times, played Scotland, played in... Um, that's probably not good evidence for being a good player. Oh, that's harsh. Come on. Always <laughs> digs out the Scots. Oh, oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Played in the Premier League. Played in the Premier League. And he had uh, a kidney transplant from his brother. I know Fraser. Fraser, bloody lovely. Um, that actually sort of made me pose the question: Would you donate a kidney to your brother? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you saying that because you think he might listen? Yeah, I would absolutely. 
Come on, to my brother. Yeah, would you not donate one to Rob Olson? No. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say I was. I was gonna. Say, I haven't I even had the pint off him. So my brother, and you were gonna say, well, you would you it. not? And then I was gonna say, I haven't got one. I haven't got a brother. But now I, I know. Just feel bad. I... So Rob, if you're listening, yeah. I might do. Rob's um, gonna end up with loads of kidneys here. <laughs> but he got too many kidneys. Does anyone want a kidney? I'm on Twitter. I'm selling a kidney. I've got no use for it. Say so you the anyway. Sorry. Net <laughs> neutral kidneys. So, Net <laughs> neutral kidneys. <laughs> I was reading the. I was reading the article, and they 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 had to go into like isolation and stuff before the operation, and they. Apparently, as brothers do, they were joking and laughing, yeah. and they almost fell out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they fell out. Yeah, because they were playing Mario Kart together, <laughs> and they almost had, they like we were almost scrapping. It was amazing. Just, just imagine being like, you're not getting it now. Right, well, you it, pissed then. me off. Yeah, you can fuck <laughs> off. Me. Nah, his mum on the phone said, "Oh, go on, give him his kidney back. Go on, fuck off. I'm not fucking talking to him." Did you? I read in that story as well yeah. that his his body rejected the kidney yeah, originally, yeah. so he ended up ended Scary. up in hospital for another couple of weeks while he was mm. he was still obviously keeping an eye on him. And now he's he's looking to get back into football. Absolutely, yeah. No, he was doing it. He was training with the Fulham under twenty threes. But I mean, if he wants to come down to Tramia, yeah. well, I was thinking about that. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. he's a absolutely sort of aging central midfielder. Yeah, we look, we snap them up. I was thinking, how is he not he, already playing? He for is us? only thirty two though, so maybe in a couple of years' time we'll be all right. We can put him in the youth team. Mm. Um, so Fraser uh, has said he's owed a good present by for Christmas. I know, yeah. this what do you reckon year? he'll get him? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so tempted to say no kidney, idea. but I just thought that. <laughs> no idea. Um, but like a tin of kidney beans. <laughs> kidney dish. What do, you, what do you get the man who's giving you a kidney for Christmas? Um, That's true, isn't it? He'll probably do one of those tweets like... Um, the new Mario Kart just, game. Just you being here is present enough. Imagine that. Yeah. Oh. It'd be one of them, wouldn't it? That's sweet. Um, it is a, a nice lovely story. story. It's a really nice, nice story. if he does successful, you get back into football. I think he, I think he will. I think he will. Yeah. He'll get, a, he'll, get a, he'll get a team this one, won't he? Hopefully. Yeah. He'll he score good, against us, won't he? He was a good player. Unless he goes back up to Scotland. Like a little grey. Improves on his five caps. Jamie Murphy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Who are you thinking? Celtic. Ross County. Ross oh, County. With big Malky Mackay. Yes. <laughs> is that where Malky is? Yeah. Who gave him a job? But he was like, wasn't he like a incredibly offensive director of Scotland or something? He had a role oh, yeah. in the Scotland FA. Or... Wasn't he one of them where like it's one of those things where nobody knew that was his job, and then someone stumbled across the uh, 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 meet the team page on the website, and someone was like, "What?" Yeah, they kept that quiet, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, he was <laughs> him back in the house. There was no big, there was no big <laughs> scarf announcement video. <laughs> we brought Marky Mackay back. Don't don't check his emails. Oh, don't check Jesus. his emails. Um, Chaps, I think that's probably about time for us to wrap up. Before we do, before we do, we obviously on Monday's episode, we were announcing a, a giveaway mm. for the book by Phil Denton and Mickey Mellon that we got signed. And you got it signed. I did, yeah. Um, that we were going to give a winner. It cost up- me, uh, cost me well, a parking ticket, but I got it signed. Is that where the parking ticket came from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lads, you all owe 60 quid. <laughs> when the person who we now are going to announce has won it yeah. turns up, you can swap them the book. For, you can give them, <laughs> like, ticket, this is the yeah. receipt yeah. and like write their name on it and then it's basically up for them Absolutely, to yeah. do. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go on Twitter and we're going to pick a winner. Ooh. Let's do Ooh. that now. So... We paused the podcast then, and the listeners won't have heard that. But now we're back, and we're going to announce the winner <laughs> to the book. I don't know why I did it like that. I don't. No, neither do I, but I've done it like that, and that's how we're continuing. Have I done uh, like that? The winner I of like the uh, the first 100 days is Ooh. Ooh, Andrew Hewitt. Yeah. 
so Andrew Hewitt, we will DM you. Yeah. And yeah, say, yeah. come and get your book. I'm sure he's listening right now. Going, yes, get yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. Mom. mom. <laughs> Put that kidney down. <laughs> oh, uh, Ryan, you were going to add something before we wrapped up. Yeah, just uh, our next episode is going to be our first net carbon neutral podcast. <laughs> um, we're all going to walk here. We're going to have no coffee. And if we do, it'll be fair trade. And no lights are going to be on. In fact, not even sure we're going to turn our laptops on. Are we going to record it? <laughs> uh, we'll plant a tree in your back garden. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get right. Each of us have to bring our girlfriend to the recording. This we'll sounds, them, this sounds awful. We'll already. put them. We'll put them on. We'll put them on a, a, a treadmill, and they can run and power. Oh, I see. Provide right. the power. Can't we just plant trees. We could do that ourselves. We could do it, and we'd be a bit out of breath. But I'd be incredibly out of breath after thirty seconds. Sure. I've got to host and run. You're out of breath now. I am. <laughs> do you know what? I got quite excited before <laughs> during the carbon neutral stuff, and I was like, "This is taxing." This. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating, um, chaps. I think that's probably about time for us to to wrap up. Thanks for for your thoughts today. I think it's been a very enjoyable first episode of the Friday Football Show. Absolutely. Yeah. We hope that you have enjoyed it too, the listener. Uh, you know, if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah, you want you to see what we're up to, what's going on, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is, and what's our handle on Twitter? Marking underscore man. It is, yes. It is, yeah. And Get you in can, touch. You can use our hashtag, where's the talking, lads, and go to our onto our feed. There's plenty of, plenty of lovely podcast episodes for you to listen to on there. We'll be back again next Friday with another episode of the Friday Football Show. In the meantime, on Monday, we're going to be releasing an episode from our archive. Ooh, what one? What one? What one? Tony Carl Anker. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. Straight from the archive. We'll be dropping that one on the feed on Monday. Ryan, what are you going to say? I wanted to it sing. It wasn't like, Net Carbon Neutral. No, we had to drive no, to I was going to try and sing a memory song and then I couldn't think of one. So I, I all the crazy the shit I did tonight. Those would be the best memories. I, 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 I just oh want to let it go going. for tonight. I was thinking more like cheers type thing. I, I, I was uh, just going to... everybody knows your name. Yeah, but, but it's not really the right. right. Exactly. That's why I was stopped. Sorry. I, I was happy you said we're going to drop Carl Anker. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Ah, ah, I yeah, I, I meant it. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea that he's gone for him behind the full. That good idea. <laughs> hey, next time, next time, um, lads. Thank you very much, listener. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back on Friday. But as I say, check out the Carl Anker episode on Monday. Yeah. Peace out. That went well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>